This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description. A practical prayer is a prayer that works. These discussions between Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence dive into the details of how it works and how to work it. Reverend Bill is a New Thought minister and the author of Practical Prayer for Real Results. Your new life begins with a new thought. Carol Lawrence is on a spiritual quest, finding the New Thought teaching after decades on the pulpit in three different traditional denominations. I've got some questions. Together, they're exploring the philosophy and activities that come together from many of the world's religions to create the practical spirituality that is New Thought. Welcome to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol Lawrence here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni. And good day. Hi. You hear static? It's probably the fan in the background on my computer. Okay. Okay. So we're good then. Well, we're as good as we're going to be. And, you know, I always brag about my fan club and it's not supposed to be that. (laughs) Not that. Not supposed to be that. So listen, when we were in the pre-show part, and just as we were leaving, we were talking about how it works. And I said, that's a hugely broad area. And then I listened to the intro. And in the intro, it says how it works, you know, how we see how it works and how to work it. And yeah. I thought, well, that's it. Okay. So let me kind of zero in on the how it works part. Okay. With well, okay. And not a moment too soon, because we've been playing that intro for over a year. So this is probably as good a time as any to figure out what the heck we're talking about. Okay. I thought you were going to say you were going to get a new one. I was like, wait a minute, no. pretty good. No, we haven't finished that one yet. Okay. So one of the hearts of the practical prayer that is so wonderful, and let me say this. Whenever I'm feeling one part of it, that's the wonderful part, right? Mm -hmm. So right now, the gratitude part has really jumped out. And I remember in one or two or the three classes that I've taken with you, we get to the gratitude part. And my eyes opened when I learned that it's not necessarily just being uh, grateful for the thing in the moment, whatever, but it's knowing all these things. Yeah. So... That's when I want to like sort of get back around to how it works because I've been seeing how it works. And sometimes, not sometimes, I just start being just really grateful to know all of this. Even if I'm not working it really great, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or I have to stop and do a rewind and rework and whatever. It's still great to know. Yeah. Because yeah, you're never really in the dark completely. Right. Well, let's start with gratitude because gratitude is a key to the practical prayer. And there are some branches of new thought where they actually start with gratitude and then do the prayer and then do gratitude some more towards the end. And it's you can't overdose on it. You cannot do too much gratitude. And I also know that you've been working on a project of the metaphysics of scripture verse. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> And there's one that says, in all things, be grateful. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not for all things, be grateful. Or about all things, be grateful. It's in all things, be grateful. So that's not a thank you for giving me the Rolls Royce. 
That is, I am grateful to be in the flow of this rich abundance. In all things, be grateful. And if we're in that flow of gratitude, then that opens the door, makes way for, and empowers our ability to experience other things. Yeah. You know what? It's a moment that if you're doing that and you're experienced with it, perhaps it comes easy. But for if you're not, it's a moment that readjusts your thinking or readjusts your mindset. And it's a powerful moment because it's whatever that thing is that you're thinking is really big. Nothing is big, really. You know, it's like I'm having computer problems right now and I'm thinking, oh, my God, my whole life work is going to go down the two. It's not big, you know, compared to the universe and everything that's going on. And, you know, like it could be fixed in a moment. So. It's being grateful to know all those things that that realization calms you in the moment. And then you can get the prayer right, maybe. Maybe. At least better than, yeah. Well, you're not getting it in your own way. And that's basically all there is to get in your way. Somebody's telling me a story this week about a picture of our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy. And there was a second picture of the Milky Way galaxy, but it didn't have our solar system in it. And they look exactly the same. That is a mind-blowing picture. Yeah, so what was big? I'm sorry, this is not just planet Earth. This is the sun, this is Pluto, this is all of it. Bye-bye, and doesn't change a thing. Doesn't change a thing. You know what, when I saw that picture, I'm thinking, I'm in there somewhere. I'm in there somewhere, right? (laughs) We're in there somewhere. But you know what? Your little crap is nothing. You know, you're getting all worked up over, come on. Stop all that. Right. That just puts things in perspective for me. Yeah. And if somebody were to lose their car keys, you know, you're looking around the living room. You try to look around the entire galaxy to find your car keys, you know, because they're in the solar system. I mean, it's really, it's narrowed down quite considerably. So it's not nearly the challenge that it could be. You know what? I left my car keys in the Andromeda Nebula. That would be bad. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's interesting. You brought up car keys. We were supposed to do that. So my birthday was Friday. And my husband took me out to, you know, place that we like to go and blah, blah, blah. And we later on, he noticed he couldn't find his keys. Well, we got one key to the mailbox. <laughs> 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 to mine, mine, whatever. So we couldn't get any mail and we're looking everywhere, everywhere. And I said, you know what? Did you ask spirit to show you those keys? I said, because that usually works for me. Just show me. And he's really cool. You know, he said, no, I didn't. Let me just ask. So I went on what I'm doing and it couldn't have been more than 15 minutes later. You know, I said, he said, guess what? I found the keys. And of course I said, he tell did. me where, right? He didn't want to tell me. I knew, sort of. It's, of course, was either someplace he had just kind of overlooked, whatever. The keys showed up. It was amazing, you know, because whenever we calm down and defer to spirit in those frustrating moments. That's my experience. Yeah. Things begin to work out properly. That fits in with the discussion of how spirit works, because there's actually more going on in that little bit of the story than you just described, because the keys were missing for some period of time, some number of days, and you couldn't get the mail during that amount of time. And then 
finally, you were inspired to suggest to your husband that he ask Spirit where the keys are, and they were revealed immediately. And oh, by the way, he might have looked in that place before and just not seen them. He might have looked past that place thinking, nah, they couldn't possibly be there. There's always that saying of, yeah, it was in the last place I looked. Well, duh. After you find it, you stop looking. So, <laughs> And it's not like, oh, I'm thinking of 14 different places I can look, and it's on the third one. It's like you think of one, you look, it's not there. You think of another one. It's the, the last time you go through the lather, rinse, repeat process on all of that. But the funnier part, as far as I'm concerned, is it and not funny that you've been having computer challenges and issues with your JPEGs and other files vanishing and reappearing and the universe magically freeing up space on your hard drive and whatever. The part that's amazing to me is that you were researching how to fix this issue and you came across a piece of software that you thought, yeah, this could help. And you had to buy it. And it's like, damn, we're going to spend the money on that. But okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. And it turns out that software was overkill for what you're doing. So you can return that one. There's another thing from the same company and you buy that as well. Now you have both of them. You can return the first one. And realize I could probably still use the first one. And you came to that clarity about now I have these two pieces of software, these two computer utilities that are going to be very helpful in my life going forward. And you had already dismissed the, you know, what's the financing on that going to be? And then the timing worked out so that it was right about then that your husband found the key to the mailbox and opened up the mailbox and there waiting was a birthday gift check for you. Yes. So yes. the slow reveal on that would have been ruined if he hadn't lost the keys. You know, you said it perfectly. The little stuff in between was that he went out to the mailbox in the middle of the night <laughs> and got the mail and I didn't see it. When I finally saw it, I opened the card I didn't see anything in the card. The card was beautiful. The person always matches the card to me. So I was really happy with the card. And it wasn't until later I looked down on the floor and it was <laughs> this thing. Is, this thing is such a drama, right? But I was stunned, not because spirit, I didn't think it's like, you know, this is just like you, spirit, to do this. Yeah. You know, this is like you. And that's where the gratitude comes in more than the money for that covered what I spent that I didn't have, <laughs> but <laughs> that it happened, you know, that spirit, that's how it works. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it's the first time that it ever happened, you know? So maybe after a while I won't forget and I'll just skip the frustration piece you know, and just go straight to the gratitude. Right now, I'm like frustrated. Don't be frustrated. You know that the spirit is going to answer, but I need it now. Wait a minute. Don't worry. You know, so I'm like doing that. Yeah. And one of the things that happens as we go through a spiritual practice is the loops get a lot smaller. Instead of having to spend days or weeks or months or decades living in anguish and uncertainty and discomfort before we finally come to a resolution. It can be minutes or seconds. It can be one of those things where we have an experience and we say, oh, this sucketh. What do I want to be experiencing instead? And have gratitude for that new experience that we're going to have, or just have gratitude to be aware that there's something else possible. And it's like switching the train from going around in that oval again and again and again to be on a new track. And I like the part when you said that there's something else possible. And that's an easy part to forget because you want what you want or, you know, and I'm not like being a spoiled brat about it, but 
you, now I know what I'm talking about. I have a project that I want to get done mm-hmm. and I would like to get done by a certain period of time because it connects with something else. I want this done. And when it doesn't happen, you know, I guess the mature spiritual perspective would be to know that spirit's going to work it all out. And I got to be honest, you know, I don't like jump right into the mature thing. <laughs> I know spirit's going to work it out, but I'm better than I was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So whoever's listening, you do get better. I'm like, hey, you know what, spirit, like, I know you're going to work this out and you are aware of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you are aware. So let's go. Yeah. For me, this podcast is a perfect example of the way that the timing and the fitting together of the pieces work. Because I had a career in FM and AM broadcasting, you know, where there were millions of people within the range of the antenna. And you say something and, you know, that's telling the joke to 150,000 people at the same time. And time passes, the earth cools. I left that industry, went through a whole bunch of others and was in ministry. And people said, you should do a podcast. I said, I'm not doing a podcast. Somebody wants to have me do a show. They're going to have to buy a transmitter. And I had this real attitude about it. And there was a lot of encouragement to do something. And then maybe there's a way of getting podcast or some sort of programming onto terrestrial radio, as the broadcast people call it. And so I tried putting together a podcast with music and it sucked. It just didn't work. It was like me being a top 40 disc jockey, trying to just force through a message between songs. And then I tried doing a talk format one. And my co-host was my daughter, who is quite a skeptic and a rebel, but she also grew up in this teaching. So she doesn't have anything that she can push against with it. So we did two episodes of that and that wasn't working. And I sat and waited and it's like, oh, this is not working. This is not good. And then Carol shows up and it's like, ah, podcast. There we go. And 50 something weeks in, you're still asking really simple questions with a lot of depth that surprised me. I mean, honest to God, the first episode we did, you said, what's the difference between a practical prayer and a regular prayer? And it was like, I hit a brick wall. So I don't know anything about regular prayers. I don't know anything about traditional prayer. So what you've done is gotten me to think outside of the model that I was in. Like I have everything that needs to be said. I don't have the topics. Now, as you've noticed, I can pontificate on any topic that you bring up, like how spirit works. And we're going to talk about coyote energy after the break. But it's more about what's the channel that we're going to be in so that we can dive deeply into that particular aspect of it. And that's what doing the podcast together with you has brought to that. And I never would have thought of that. Let me go find a Christian pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't come up. My story is, you know, the exact opposite because I did a Bible study and I called it Jazz Divine and I played jazz music, Mm -hmm. gospel jazz behind it. And, you know, it was wonderful. People loved it, but it let me know, use the word niche. It let me know who I was really talking to. It wasn't necessarily church people Mm -hmm. that I was talking to. And, And I didn't know that. But anyway, blah, 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 fast forward. And Again, people were saying, you need to do that again. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I really don't want to do that anymore. And so here we are. And, you know, the funny thing about what you said is that coming out of the traditional church, and this is not the most comfortable thing to say on the air, but I'm learning to that it's okay coming out of the traditional church that I served, I lived in for so many years, you know, like I was born in that tradition and faithfully served it honorably. 
But when I decided that I needed to change and all of the change happened, and that was not instant, that took a while, I didn't want to look back at anything. You know, I didn't want to look back at the Bible at all because there had been so much, so much there that had not been pleasant over the years. And I said, okay, I got this new thing now and I'm just leaving that, right? <laughs> like, okay, now I'm, I'm having this conversation with Spirit. You mean to tell me you took me through all of these years, 30 plus years in the pulpit, but that doesn't count the 30 years prior to that even. Like I'm 69, I've been in this thing a while. So that was all for nothing. That seems totally, completely unfair and unmerciful. Yeah. Then I calmed down a bit. You know, wounds heal, things happen. I could see why I went that direction, why my life went in that direction, and why I'm here now and how it fits together. Well, yeah, and thank you for the 65-plus years of learning that stuff, because it gives us something to talk about. Like I promised, we'll talk about coyote energy after the break. Okay. Learn to put practical prayer to work in your life. The steps are simple to learn and let you begin to get real results to create the life of your dreams immediately. Reverend Bill Marcioni's widely acclaimed book, Practical Prayer for Real Results, gives you a clear summary of the new thought principles behind practical prayer and the series of easy-to-understand steps found in the most effective prayers from religions and spiritual practices all over the world and throughout history. Practical prayer is not a replacement for your religion or practice. It's a technique to make the work you do in consciousness even more effective. The book includes 40 prayers on various topics that you can adapt as needed and use as your own. Practical Prayer for Real Results is available in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon or at b-the-light.com. That's b-the-light.com. Welcome back to the Practical Prayer Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we're going to talk about coyote energy coyote thing. But before that, uh -oh. I just want to point out that you told me to turn off the fan. So if I disappear off the screen, it's because I have fainted from the heat. Oh, well, there's a threat. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little puddle of butter in the bottom of Carol's office that used to be Carol L. My goodness. So sad. Oh, well, they should know ahead of time. That would be an example of coyote energy. And it's a Native American tradition. I'm not sure which one it is, where they have different power animals and different spirit animals. And one of them is the coyote, which is the trickster, the trickster energy, where I want something to happen, but there's this torturous combination of events that has to happen before it happens or i decide that what i really love is a red car and then i wind up with either seven red cars or a red car which is so unsuitable for my purposes that it's exactly what i said i wanted but the universe is saying really <laughs> really you think you want that 
And when that energy gets activated, it's really easy for us to get frustrated and think that the spirit's working against us. And it's not. It's simply the way that that good is unfolding for us. And it's good to have a sense of humor about it. So I'm going to think about coyote energy, like when things aren't going the way I want them to go. Yeah. Because, yeah. And it's also really difficult to see how a situation is going to come out in the end before it does. So when we're in the middle of the challenging part or the difficulty or the illness or looking for the turnaround to happen, we can't necessarily see the good that's coming and we can't relax into the good that's coming because we're distracted by it. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. It's about being okay to be in the process. I think we were talking about that last week. Yeah. But you know what? I always use this term with my children when they were growing up. Get a grip on your little self. Mm -hmm. Just get a grip on your little self and sit down and think about where you are right now and what you're going to do. And when we were talking, you were saying, we were talking about the coyote energy and all of that. And I thought very little doesn't turn out the way I want. Very little. It may not turn out when I want, (laughs) (laughs) but most of the time it turns out the way I want. And it's the middle part, the process part, where I have to get a grip on my little self and say, something else has to happen here. And at the end, it's gonna be good no matter what. If it's what you want, it'll be fine, but it could even be better. But I got to tell you, I don't think it's ever been worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just not. And so there are times when I'll just say, all right, you know what? Let's just see what's going to happen here. And just go, just float with it, you know, or like Buddha says, float, you know, just flow with it like water. Mm-hmm. But I think it takes a little bit to get to that. I've not arrived. Anybody that's listening, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. As we get better at dealing with the challenges, they don't become bigger. They become more insidious, more subtle. They go deeper into our belief system and we wind up having experiences with stuff that we didn't even think we had a belief about. So we get to continue excavating that sort of stuff. And again, that's not bad. If I'm dealing with the same issues, but at a much more subtle level than I used to, I can say, oh, I'm still dealing with this. That's awful. But what I can say is, oh, it's no longer a catastrophe. It's gone from catastrophe to emergency to upsetting to nuisance. And that iterative process of going through the same lessons means that it's not going to be the same earth-shaking, life-jarring experience that it was before. Yeah. Is it fair to say that something's going on here? I don't know what it is. I don't particularly like this part of it, but chill, it's going to work out, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're probably going to like it. That's not easy, though. No, it's not. In engineering, there is a thing called a negative feedback loop as opposed to a positive feedback loop. Same thing exists in human interactions and psychology. Now, we all favor a positive feedback loop in our interactions where I ask you to do something, you do whatever it is that you do, and I say that was really great, and do more of this, and that was wonderful, and we're giving positive reinforcement, and we're being positive about that. The danger in doing that in a mechanical system is that if something starts to go off in a direction and you give it positive feedback, it's going to head all the way off in that direction. Whereas a negative feedback loop is really helpful. If you imagine the self-driving car and the self-driving car is watching the distance between it and the guardrail. 
And all it's doing is, is if it gets too close to the guardrail, it steers away. If it gets too far away from the guardrail, it steers closer. And it's always measuring how far it is to the guardrail. And it wants to be, let's say, eight feet. And if it gets to nine feet, it's like, that's too much. So wrong. <laughs> and the negative feedback is you need to steer back toward it. And the zigzag kind of locks itself in, depending on how quickly the system is working. So a negative feedback loop actually works really, really well. That's what spirit is doing with us. As we go through that process, we're nowhere near the guardrail. It says, drive over in that direction. We get close to the guardrail. It says, oh, don't drive away from it. So we're still having that interaction. And then we're kind of zigzagging back and forth and getting ourselves to the point where we're in the lane. And there is much less chance for mayhem and destruction. And we're still getting the feedback and we can still be annoyed. It keeps on telling me that I'm doing it wrong. It's like, no, you're not doing it wrong. You're so close to doing it right. And this is just a little nudge back in the other direction. Yeah, I really like that. I really, really like that example that you gave because, yeah, like I'm driving right now. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> in, 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 a few, in a few areas that I'm not, I have not necessarily been appreciating that sensor that says, oh, you're too far, but this way, you know, you keep going back and forth. I am not happy with that. However, I still know that it's going to be okay. You know, to this morning, I'm working with Microsoft from 10 o'clock. I was so cool with it because I thought the podcast, 1245, we're good. <laughs> you know, let's just do this, right? And then 11 o'clock came and I thought, okay, we got another hour. We're not worried about this. And I was so cool. I mean, cool is nice, but sometimes it feels like you're being tested, like your cool is being tested mm -hmm. because... I started to see that there was a real possibility that I wasn't going to get on this camera at 12.45. Yep. Now, I had a backup, but my backup hadn't been tested. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, am I going to get on this podcast and look crazy? Because I got, you know, how's this going to work? But it's in the knowing that the end game, that I call it the end game, is going to be good. Mm -hmm. You know. So here I am on the podcast, camera's working, still some issues in the background, but it still worked. Yeah. When you're asking about how spirit works or we're talking about how spirit works, that's how spirit works. It's that zigzag path. And the more we let go of our attachment to how something's going to happen, the more latitude the coyote has to bring it into us, even if it's in a completely unexpected and what we thought was undesirable direction that can happen? Why is it good news that the car keys are lost? Why is it good news that we can't get into the mailbox until today? Why was it good news that the check fell out of the birthday card? Because you got to get a surprise later. You got two wonderful birthday gifts in one, and plus a lovely spiritual and prosperity lesson thrown in on top of it. So, you know, how valuable is all of that that you would never have planned yourself? But you know what? I did turn to spirit and said, look, you know I'm getting too old for all this, right? all this back and forth stuff, come on now. <laughs> Just put it in the book that I'm supposed to read. Let me read about it. <laughs> yeah. What do you think the chances are that that's going to work? None. Yeah. Because if Spirit, if Spirit were having that conversation with you, it's like, you're too old for this? 14.2 billion years measurable for me, and you think uh, you're too old? Wah, 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 wah. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How Spirit works. We claim our good, and then Spirit works, and our good shows up. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we will claim our good in a practical prayer. 
get inspiration in an instant. God Calls are the gentle and uplifting moment of truth to help you remember that the bright light of God's love is shining right now as you. It's your God Call with Reverend Bill. Start your two-week free trial today and you'll get a phone call four times a week from Reverend Bill with an uplifting half-minute message filled with insight, wisdom, story, and fun. Let your light shine. You can answer the call to listen to it live or let it go to voicemail so you can hear it later. After the free trial, your subscription is just $5.95 a month. The details are at godcall.org. God calls are disruptive, intentionally. Whenever you write something, put on a gold star. They take you away from your routine to remind you about the truth of who you really are. They come at random times between 8.15 a.m. and 6 p.m., so you won't be expecting them. And somehow, the message is exactly what you need to hear at the time. Magic is loose in the world. It's a moment of motivation in the middle of your day. Find out more and start your two-week free trial now. Welcome back to the Practical Pair Podcast. I'm Carol, here with Reverend Dr. Bill Marcioni, and we are going to... We're going to do a claim. prayer. Claim our good. That is the prayer that we're going to do. Claim our good. And that's basically what happens is it's an infinitely abundant universe. All of that good is in existence somewhere, as we were discussing earlier. This is a universe that has multiple galaxies, billions of galaxies. Each one of those has billions of stars. Those have planets. So there's a lot. Even just here on planet Earth, it's really hard to catalog and keep track of everything that's going on. And so whatever good it is that we're seeking here on the surface of planet Earth, it's probably available. It's probably the sort of thing that either is already in existence or can come together in a way that brings uplift and good into our lives. And when I say good, it's very much a personal description. People say there's good and there's bad. And it's like it's personal good. This is the good that I am inviting for myself. That doesn't mean I'm taking it away from somebody else. That doesn't mean that there's going to be bad that is going to be replaced by good. There's simply not that good that I'm looking for. And then when I open myself up to it, more good becomes available. So when we're claiming our good, it's good as we understand it. And the prayer is going to be about opening up a channel to allow the infinite to create that goodness for us in a way that brings uplift in our lives. And it can be in any area of our life. It can be in an area of health and vitality and wellness and fitness and comfort. So all the physical things. It can be about our prosperity, our wealth, our enoughness. It can be about our relationships and the way that we're experiencing love and connection, either in our families, with our significant other in our communities, in our workplace, there's the opportunity for that experience of love to come more fully into our lives or our creativity, the way that we're sharing ourselves in the world. And some combination of those that if the good that I'm seeking is to have the key to the mailbox show up, then that good becomes available. And it doesn't matter which area of my life it is. There is an opening, an opportunity and a possibility. And what I want to do is open myself up to that possibility unfolding in life in a way that I experience as good and let go of the attachment about how it's going to happen. You know, if we're praying for money and we have an expectation that that has to be because I'm going to get a job, then in order to get the job, I have to find a job and apply for the job and go for the process with the job and do all those things with the job. And that might be a good idea anyway. If that's how I'm sharing myself in the world, 
and being able to make my gifts and talents available, then that's a wonderful process to be involved in. And it may wind up with a paycheck that winds up being wonderful and keeps me in the flow of prosperity for a long time. And it might not be necessary. If what's required is enough to cover the mortgage right now, I might not need to go through that process. It might be showing up in the mailbox through some way that I had no expectation of. It might show up as me taking a random book off the shelf and realize that, oh, I used $100 bills as a bookmark a dozen years ago, and I thought I was really clever then, and it turns out that I wasn't so clever, but now it's really helpful, so maybe I was clever. No, no, no. So we're going to open ourselves up to those possibilities. And the first thing that we do is we turn our attention away from the circumstance of the situation. We turn away from those specifics. And instead, because that's where we can be negative, that's where we can say, this is what I don't want anymore. What we want to do is open ourselves up to that new possibility. What is it that I am inviting instead? What is that next new experience that I am desiring to have? Not what is going to happen or how it's going to come about, but how am I feeling about that once it's happened? What is my life circumstance and situation when that newness, that freshness, that goodness has come into my life? Get the tone and texture and the flavor of that. In the same way that if I wanted to have a brand new Lamborghini, I could figure out a way to go and buy a brand new Lamborghini. And it's also possible to go to the parking garage and valet park my car. And they give me a ticket and I bring it back. And when they bring the car, they bring back a Lamborghini. Now, that's not exactly what I had in mind, but that's how easy it can be. That spiritual claim check that we have that is given so freely it's not somebody else's Lamborghini. It's not somebody else's good. Spirit is fully willing to give us all of that good, all of that that we describe and experience as good. Always willing, always ready. It's an infinite creative power, an infinite power that has created everything. It creates galaxies. It creates suns. It has created all life that we are aware of. Everything is that one power and presence shared in its own specific way. Because all of creation is that one expressed in individual form. That's the truth of me. That's the truth of each person listening right now. We are all that divine power and presence taking our own particular form. So whatever it is that we describe as good, I'm now inviting that experience of good. The feeling, the tone, the texture, the timbre of that experience is filling each of us. It is an invitation for the good to unfold in a way that might be completely unexpected, completely surprising, much quicker than we had possibly imagined, a completely circuitous or unexpected route. It might be something that is completely understandable that we would define ahead of time. It might be something that only makes sense when we look back in the rearview mirror and see how all those pieces fit together. The good that we are seeking is on its way now. It is unfolding now. It is in process now. It's happening now. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm grateful for the experiences that we're each having. I'm grateful for the good as it's unfolding. I'm grateful for the uplift that happens as good and more good and more good comes into the world and brings peace and harmony and love and prosperity and vitality and comfort and creativity and goodness into the lives of everyone it touches. And so the feeling of gratitude, I speak this word and I release it into that creative law, the one that has always said yes. And I know without any question, without any question whatsoever, that that law is already responding. It's already saying yes. And so I let it be. And so it is.
The Practical Prayer Podcast with Reverend Bill Marcioni and Carol Lawrence is a production of BeTheLight.com. Be-the-light.com. Where you can find more information about practical prayer for real results. Our theme is by Music of Wisdom. You can learn about the spiritual community of New Thought Philadelphia with daily guided meditations, weekly celebrations of spirit, and Reverend Bill's classes in practical spirituality at newthoughtphilly.org. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. We're grateful for your tax-deductible donation at newthoughtphilly.org or the link in the episode description.